You're listening to the RBN Energy Blogcast. This is an audio version of RBN's Daily Energy Blog, which is a fun and informative daily commentary on oil, gas, NGL, and renewable markets. Each morning, we cover commodity fundamentals and industry changes to keep you informed of developing trends across the energy landscape. Monday, September 13, 2021. Reaching out. The gathering pipes that will supply the Coastal Gas Link Pipeline published by Martin King. It will still be a few years until Canada joins the ranks of nations exporting natural gas in the form of LNG. Until then a great deal of work has to be completed on both the LNG Canada liquefaction and export facility in Kitimat, BC, and the primary gas pipeline linked to it, the Coastal Gas Link. Unlike most LNG export sites in the U.S., which can receive feed gas from multiple production basins via an array of major trunk lines, the LNG Canada plant will be relying on gas supplies from primarily one basin, the Montney in western Canada. And all that feed gas will be transported across British Columbia through one mammoth pipeline. In today's blog, we take a closer look at the small number of pipelines that will supply gas from the Montney to Coastal Gas Link for eventual delivery to LNG Canada. It was in October 2018 that Canada's natural gas industry happily received the news that a new export outlet for its primary product was going to be constructed in Kitimat, a small town on British Columbia's north coast. A Shell Canada-led consortium had announced at that time plans to construct a 1.8 BCF per day LNG export plant, LNG Canada, and an affiliated trunkline Coastal Gas Link, or CGL, to provide the 2.1 BCF per day, or 14 million tonnes per annum of total feed gas, exports plus fuel, required for the plant from the prolific unconventional Montney Basin in western Canada. With production and reserves rapidly growing in the Montney, the new LNG plant was seen as a means to not only create immense value by exporting the gas in the form of LNG to higher-priced Asian markets, but also a way to break Canada's long-standing reliance on a single export customer, the U.S. Since that announcement, an immense amount of construction work has taken place, but a lot more is still to be done before LNG exports from Kitimat become a reality. We discussed much of this work, and some of the COVID-related complications and delays, in our two-part blog, Stir It Up. In Part 1, we described the work that had been completed to date on the $30 billion LNG Canada plant, which the Shell-led consortium hopes to have fully operational by 2025. In Part 2, we examined the $4.5 billion CGL pipeline that will be supplying natural gas to the export site, and that is being constructed by Calgary, Alberta-based TC Energy. Running 416 miles, or 670 kilometers, from the heart of the prolific gas-producing Montney unconventional gas play near Dawson Creek, BC, the pipeline will provide up to 2.1 BCF per day of natural gas to the LNG Canada plant. At the time we wrote that previous blog, TC Energy was still publicly committing to a late 2023 startup for the pipeline, apparently well in advance of the planned 2025 date for the LNG Canada plant to come online. More recently, TC Energy mentioned on its July 29, 2021, earnings call that construction costs for the pipeline had increased beyond the originally budgeted amount due to various regulatory and COVID-related delays, and that the completion date would be later than the original 2023 start date, possibly much later, in 2024. TC Energy also said that it was in negotiations with Shell and its LNG Canada cohorts about recovering the increased costs through higher tolls that would be charged from the consortium members for their gas flowing in the pipeline. Any conclusions on what the higher costs and toll structure will look like have not yet been announced. It is also worth pointing out that in May 2020 TC Energy sold a combined 65% equity interest in coastal gas linked to Alberta and South Korea pension funds managed by Alberta Investment Management Corporation, 
Passport Inco. and New York City-based KKR and Company Incorporated as of late August 2021. TC Energy reported that about one-third of the pipeline construction had been completed. In addition to its dependence on a single production basin and long-haul pipeline for its feed gas, LNG Canada is also somewhat more unique in that the members of the consortium building the plant are entitled to shares of the liquefaction capacity equal to their equity ownership. Under the current equity arrangements, Shell Canada as operator owns 40%, 25% is held by North Montney LNG Partnership, a wholly owned subsidiary of Malaysia's Petroleum Nacional Berhad, or Petronas PetroChina Canada Limited holds 15%, another 15% is owned by Diamond LNG Canada Limited, a wholly owned subsidiary of Mitsubishi Corporation, and Kogas Canada LNG Limited, a wholly owned subsidiary of Korea Gas Corporation, or Kogas, owns the remaining 5%. That means, for example, that Shell Canada will have access to 5.6 million tons per annum of LNG, or 40% times 14 million tons per annum. Importantly, for our later discussion, each company's share of liquefaction capacity also translates into it being responsible for the equivalent amount of upstream gas supply that will feed the coastal gas link pipeline. Again, using Shell Canada as an example, this would translate into an upstream supply commitment of 0.84 BCF per day, or 40% times 2.1 BCF per day. However, the pipeline cannot do its job unless there are other feeder pipelines that will collect gas from the Montney Basin. By taking a closer look at these feeder pipelines through regulatory filings, we can get a better sense of the scale of the pipelines involved, who will be constructing and operating them, and when they might be completed to eventually send gas into CGL. It is also the case that some of these plans remain unrealized as supply arrangements and pipeline connections have yet to be fully finalized. Coastal Gas Link, or CGL, originates approximately 25 miles, or 40 kilometers, west of the town of Dawson Creek, where gas will enter the pipeline through the Wild Lake Compressor Station. Thanks to long-standing gas production in the area, plus the rapid expansion of Monty on conventional gas supplies over the past decade, a number of major pipelines already in the area will be able to connect to Coastal Gas Link, and two major connections have been approved within the past year. The first, approved by the Canada Energy Regulator, or CER, in November 2020, is the Silver Star Connector connecting Enbridge's West Coast Energy Pipeline through the Sunset Creek Compressor Station to the start of Coastal Gas Link at Wild Lake. Sized to handle up to 1.2 BCF per day, the station and short connector are expected to be finished by December of this year, according to West Coast. TC Energy has reported that work on the initial section of Coastal Gas Link near the Wild Lake Station is about 88% complete. This should allow West Coast to tie in the station and connector to CGL, although the facilities will not be flowing any gas until much later. The second major connection, which received regulatory approval in May 2021 from the BC Environmental Assessment Office, is the Ground Birch Connector. Sized to handle up to 2 BCF per day, this 1.9-mile, or 3-kilometers, 48-inch diameter connector will allow the sourcing of gas from both TC Energy's Nova Gas Transmission Limited Pipeline, or NGTL, which crosses the provincial boundary from Alberta, and NGTL's Ground Birch Main Line, both of which tie into the NGTL Saturn Compressor Station, which connects to even more Montney supplies on NGTL's North Montney Main Line further to the north. The sum of both connections Silver Star plus Ground Birch is 3.2 BCF per day, or well in excess of the 2.1 BCF per day needed for the Coastal Gas Link Pipeline. However, with each partner in LNG Canada also responsible for procuring gas supply in the same percentage as its equity interest, it is unclear which pipeline connections may be utilized by each partner. Moreover, during times of maintenance and unforeseen outages, 
Having ample upstream supply capacity and sourcing flexibility in excess of CGL's capacity is going to be an advantage if the pipeline and the LNG Canada plant are to run as consistently as possible. The size of the pipeline connections may be in consideration of the possibility that the capacities of both LNG Canada and Coastal Gas Link could be doubled should the consortium partners sanction an expansion consisting of two additional trains at the Kitimat site. There has been speculation that such a decision could be made next year. Each member of the LNG Canada Consortium has also laid out tentative plans as to how they intend to connect their respective share of gas supplies to the CGL pipeline, although some of these plans may now be moot given the Silver Star and Ground Birch connections. Considering each partner's proposed connection based on the descending order of equity interest, we will start with Shell Canada's plans. As mentioned earlier, Shell's supply commitment to Coastal Gas Link is estimated at 840 million cubic feet per day. It proposed to provide most of this supply commitment via its ground birch, producing asset in BC's Montney. Based on July 2021 production data from the BC Oil and Gas Commission, Shell was producing 271 million cubic feet per day from the BC Montney as a whole while its ground birch asset was pegged at 147 million cubic feet per day, both well short of its supply commitments. These production volumes may have reflected downtime in July as the prior six-month production averages were 372 million cubic feet per day and 181 million cubic feet per day, respectively, or 553 million cubic feet per day in total. Despite the apparent difference between current production and its supply commitment, Shell has stated that it intends to fulfill its supply obligations to CGL and LNG Canada through a combination of its own production, including supplies in Alberta, and supply purchases from third parties, as part of a regulatory submission with other partners to the CER in early 2019, Shell stated that it was contemplating construction of a short 0.8-mile or 1.3-kilometer direct pipeline connection from its ground birch gas plants to Coastal Gas Link, but would also consider sourcing third-party supplies via other pipeline connections, such as NGTL. In this case, the recent approval of the ground birch connector may be what Shell has in mind in terms of being able to ship its supply commitments to CGL, we look next at the North Montney LNG Partnerships, or Petronas, a supply share commitment to Coastal Gas Link of 25%, 530 million cubic feet per day. Petronas, as the operator in the partnership, was producing 587 million cubic feet per day from its BC Montney assets in July 2021, in which it has a 62% share, or 363 million cubic feet per day. Petronas has also been one of the more active drillers in the BC Montney in the past few years, and the partnership's gross supplies have risen by around 100 million cubic feet per day in the past year. In a regulatory filing, Petronas stated that it was committed to fulfilling all its supply commitment to CGL via its share of production from the partnership. To this end, it has secured a pipeline transportation agreement with West Coast, 500 million cubic feet per day for 40 years starting in September 2023, with additional agreements possible with West Coast or NGTL. In its filing, Petronas also stated that the Sunset Creek Compressor Station would be the final endpoint for its share of production into Coastal Gas Link, suggesting that the gas could flow through the West Coast Silver Star connector. Initially, Petronas stated that it might connect its supplies through a 1.5-mile, or 2.4-kilometer, connection from West Coast to CGL, which the Silver Star pipe now appears to fulfill. Next is PetroChina's 15% share, which translates into a 315 million cubic feet per day supply commitment. Currently, the company has a 20% non-operated share in Shell Canada's Mondi gas production and its wholly owned gas production from the Duvernay Play in Alberta, through which it has access to the NGTL system. PetroChina was thought to be contemplating its own direct connection to Coastal Gas Link, 
but approval of the ground bridge connector may provide the needed connection solution, as it appears to do for Shell Canada. Like PetroChina Diamond LNG Canada, or DLC, is committed to 315 million cubic feet per day of gas supply into CGL. Mitsubishi, the owner of DLC, is also the owner of Cutbank Dawson Gas Resources Limited, which further owns 40% of the gas-producing Cutbank Ridge Partnership, or CRP in conjunction with Ovintiv, which is the operator with a 60% share. Ovintiv's gross BC Montney gas production in July 2021 was reported as 1.27 BCF per day, giving DLC a production share of 509 million cubic feet per day, in excess of its supply commitment to Coastal Gas Link. Of course, this could allow DLC to up its supply into CGL should LNG Canada be expanded in the future, and also allow it to sell any excess share of gas supplies over and above its CGL commitments into the North American gas market. Unlike the three prior equity partners, which appear to be tying into either West Coast and or NGTL to connect their gas supplies to Coastal Gas Link, DCL has proposed its own direct pipeline connection, the Dawson Ground Birch Pipeline, or DG Pipeline. Running approximately 16 miles, or 25 kilometers, from the Ovintiv-operated Sunrise Gas Plant, this 1.14 BCF per day pipeline would connect DCL's share of CRP Montney gas into CGL and be in service prior to the startup of the pipeline. It is still possible that DCL may abandon this proposal and instead connect via NGTL. Finally, Kogus Canada Limiteds, or KCL 5% share translates into a 105 million cubic feet per day gas supply commitment to Coastal Gas Link. Up-to-date information on KCL's activities is hard to get, but in late 2018 when it filed responses to information requests from the CER, it stated that it was producing 20 million cubic feet per day of gas from its Horn River assets that was transported on the West Coast system. No other information is available for any other of its producing assets, transportation agreements or proposals. In all, there are three major pipeline connections either under construction, the Silver Star and Ground Birch connectors, or proposed, the DG Pipeline, that could provide an excess of 4 BCF per day of gas supplies into the currently planned 2.1 BCF per day coastal gas link pipeline. As such, plans for full gas supply into CGL and onto the LNG Canada site looks promising. However, with several years to go until LNG production and exports get underway, this will remain an evolving story both in terms of supply and pipeline connections. Reaching Out was written by Don Black and Andy Hill NS appears as the opening song on the live double album by Queen and Paul Rogers entitled Return of the Champions. It was released as a single, backed with Tie Your Mother Down, in August 2005. The song first appeared on the three-song charity CD called Rock Therapy, released in 1996, and benefiting the Nordoff Robbins Music Therapy Center, which helps special needs children to communicate through music. The project included Brian May, Paul Rogers, Charlie Watts, Lulu, and others. When the Rock Therapy single was released in England, it went to number 126 on the UK charts. Reaching Out was also sampled on Eminem's single, Beautiful, which was released in August 2009, and went to number 17 on the Billboard Hot 100 singles chart. Personnel on the Queen slash Rogers version are, Paul Rogers, on lead vocals, Jamie Moses, on rhythm guitar, Brian May, on lead guitar and backing vocals, Roger Taylor, on drums and backing vocals, Danny Miranda on bass, and Spike Edney, on piano and keyboards. Return of the Champions is a double live album featuring Queen and Pale Rogers. It was mostly recorded at a live concert at the Hallam FM Arena in Sheffield, England, in May 2005. Produced by Joshua J. McRae, Justin Shirley Smith, and Peter Brandt, the album was released in September 2005. 
it went to number 84 on the Billboard 200 Albums chart. Reaching Out was the only single released from the LP. Queen is a British rock band formed in London in 1970 by Freddie Mercury, Brian May, Roger Taylor, and John Deacon. The band has released 15 studio albums, 10 live albums, 2 soundtrack albums, 16 compilation albums, 2 EPs, and 72 singles and has sold more than 170 million records worldwide. Queen has won four Brit Awards and four Ivor Novello Awards and was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Songwriters Hall of Fame. It has three songs in the Grammy Hall of Fame and has been awarded a Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award. Freddie Mercury died in 1991, and John Deacon retired from the band in 1997. Since 2004, Brian May and Roger Taylor have toured under the Queen banner with vocalists Paul Rogers and Adam Lambert. The band still occasionally tours with Adam Lambert on vocals. At this time, shows are booked beginning in May 2022. Thanks for listening to the RBN Daily Energy Blogcast. For more information on energy market reports, maps, and consulting engagements, please visit us at rbnenergy.com. And thanks for rocking with us.